Hi guys. Hi. Welcome back to Tea at Number Five. We're the Lit Wallflowers. I'm Winnie Wu. And I'm Tony Rose. So we waited as long as humanly possible because we were teased that potentially we we're getting a trailer today, um, which is Sunday. But um, we got something along the lines of that. So today we got a teaser. Yeah. A little bit of it. <laughs> uh, like, like dead ass, like squeeze your tit, that's it, tease, right? But it's out and we'll get more tomorrow. So today's episode, unfortunately, will not be anything about the actual trailer. But the good news is it'll give us a couple days to really, really dive in deep with the actual trailer. I do have a little bit of things that I would, I'm going to point out, but let's kind of start from the beginning. We were blessed earlier this week with a live from Julia Quinn and Eloisa James. Yeah. I'm here for it. It's always nice to hear the two of them together. I this know. is not the first one. No. So, so since the beginning of... I want to say the pandemic, Julia Quinn has been doing one live a week, or she's tried to, and Eloise James was on really early on, and then we got Tessa Dare, as you guys know, last week, or two weeks ago, and then Eloise James this week. What's been really exciting is that the lives that have come after the Bridgerton announcements of all the first looks and the sneak peeks, like we've been getting more and more of Julie Quinn discussing it because uh, everything is very tight-lipped, right? Yeah. All the actors, the producers, like, they can only say, say so, much. so much. Right. And so when she's on these lives, she she even did something on the live and she was like, I don't even know if I could do this, but I'm <laughs> doing it because it's you. So we love that. What did you think about the whole live in general? I love that it was a nice conversation between two friends. And like you said, like she's not supposed to say something, but the best way to get more information is when she's talking to one of her best friends, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. So, but anything, just talking about Bridgertons again, they did bring up um, the Featheringtons and their lovely gowns. Right, <laughs> so, right. Uh, I, it was just nice to hear her thoughts on it too. Yeah. Totally. So if you guys haven't watched it, it is on her page. Um, before some of the lives were not posted, it was just only available for 24 hours. But it's starting to be posted on her page, so definitely check it out. It wasn't a full hour, but it was still equally as glorious. So they do talk a little bit. For those of you that don't know, Eloisa James is obsessed with costume yes. and fabrics and things like that. So the set had given Julia Quinn a very small snippet sample piece of one of the dresses. That was pretty. It was gorgeous. There was sequins, there was lace, there was tulle, there was just like all these like, and it was just like a little square. And what did you think of when you saw that? I was excited. I'm like, whose dress is this from? All I can think of for some reason was, and this isn't even relevant to the story, but who knows? All I could think about for some reason is that it's Posey's mermaid costume from <laughs> an opera room channel. <laughs> because it was just so extra, but who knows? It's It, it might end up being on a Featherington Virginia. sister. <laughs> who knows? But when I saw that, when I think of sequins, I think... And that, that shade of pink, I think of mermaid. And I just remember the unfortunate mermaid costume 
that she wore. So th- that's what I kind of think it is. I mean, we'll we'll find out soon enough, right? Not, yeah. Um, but <laughs> pretty stoked for that. Um, and you know, Julia Quinn kind of discusses too that. Nicola as Penelope really embodies the whole overripe citrus um, look, and I just love it. I love all the costumes we've discussed this before. They're supposedly in happy colors, but they couldn't bother to smile in a single picture, and I I love that. Yeah, I they love just, that. They want to be like the Bridgertons with their subdue, you know, dresses, yeah. Yeah. and and then their beauty shines in their face. <laughs> They're happy because they don't have to wear happy colors. <laughs> Yeah, but I offer. I love it. I love their costumes. Whatever we've seen, they just seen. look. They just look a little crazy together. But that's what makes the Featheringtons the Featheringtons. Mm. So I love it. That's I, true. I love it so much. I, I people are complaining and people are like, you know, like we mentioned last week. People are like, are they supposed to look ugly? They don't look ugly. It's not ugly. It's just loud. Yeah. <laughs> In one spot. <laughs> in one picture. It's very loud. Which, you know what? As a mother in those times, good for you. You can always keep a, a side eye on your daughter because she's... Instead of she, running off. She's, she's this bright beacon of an overripe citrus <laughs> in the corner. Or the other one that's like super loud. Maybe the sequence pink dress that we, we got a little snippet of. There's one by the wall. Oh, there's one at the other wall. Right. Exactly. <laughs> And then they do, Eloisa really goes into Daphne's dress and the detailing of it. And then she was just like, she was talking about Penelope, actually. She's like, I love her eye. Oh, wait. Was she talking about Penelope or Daphne? Where she was just like, her eyes look amazing, but I can't stop looking at her boobs. (laughs) Oh, that was Nicola. (laughs) That was Nicola. Yeah. I mean, like, Like God bless those corsets, man. If I could even wear a bra like I would l- love to try to wear a corset a corset we should get some I want we'll I want pillows is that what they call it Pillow. little pillows oh. <laughs> <laughs> mine are we like, have to look up like costume terms now not um what mine would not be pillows mine would be like a blanket <laughs> <laughs> a couch sham <laughs> Oh, man. But Eloisa is dropping a book, and um, if you haven't listened to the live, go in and listen to it. The one thing that I did take away from that, though, is for those of you that don't know, there's the eight actual books, and if you buy the new versions, it comes with the second novella that's part of a collection called the Happily Ever um, After Collection, Mm -hmm. and in that collection is a little novella called Violet in Bloom. That story is not available anywhere else but in the Happily Ever After collection. So a lot of people, she said, well, they wanted to know about Violet. They wanted to know about Violet. And it's hard for her. She was saying that, like, she can't write about that because it's not a Happily Ever After. Edmund dies in his 30s. Can you imagine if that was the first book that they read of mine and they, they would didn't stop. they didn't know anything yeah. else and they're like, wait, he dies in his thirties? That's not that's not happily ever after. So she said, fingers crossed that they're I mean, we have the collection, so we've and we've read it 
but fingers crossed she said that she's trying to talk to her publisher and her editors about releasing the novella Violet in Bloom on its own. So that would be really cool for a lot of people that are now just getting into Bridgerton and um, haven't and all of the second epilogues are already in the book so you don't necessarily need to read the rest of the happily ever after there's only one novella that you don't have any access to so hopefully that happens and that'll be super cool yeah yeah something extra mm-hmm. and we love oh, extra, extra. <laughs> like the feathering tents. yeah so Eloisa did ask a really cool question and and some of you may know this, some of you may not know this. And she said, was it always going to be eight books? Yeah. And um, did you, do you remember that part? Um, I just remember her old, like, other interview. She's like, no, it's only supposed to be three. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, started developing because I think at book two, they brought it up. That's when they knew it was just, like, picking up and mm-hmm. picking up. And then mm-hmm. eventually they're like, oh, be pretty much one per sibling right right, right. so I, that's amazing mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. F- from going t- from one book and then you know three books and then all the way to eight books mm-hmm. balls. Mm-hmm. good for her yeah so basically she said that originally it was only the three but her editor only wanted two she was like, everybody's doing trilogies. We're not everybody. Oh, that's right. yes. She only wanted to do two. So she was like, but no, I really, I really want to do three, like at least three. And then she had to sign a new contract in the middle of writing these. And in her new contract, because like you mentioned, the series had really taken off that they were like, you have to write about all siblings. It was in her new contract. So that's where all of this came from. Otherwise, if you guys think about it, we would have only went up to to Benny. Yeah. To to an offer from a gentleman. And if all you call-in lovers... Yeah. Oh, sucks for you. That would have been terrible. Who else? Eloise, Francesca, Hyacinth, and Gregory. Gregory. Would have missed out. Uh, Gregory's story, I cannot get over it. It's like we just w- such a great way to end the series. We would have missed out on La 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 Lucy. I know. <gasps> I know. So they did kind of go over about being like the best selling authors and things, things like that. And how to marry the Marquis was the first one to break the top 100. And it wasn't until an offer from a gentleman that she got into the best... Best-selling? Best-selling. I, it's I, her 10th book. Crazy. And <laughs> it's so crazy to think about because, like, she's, like, been on the best-sellers list, like, since then. So she's, like, a yes. hundred books are up on there. But it didn't happen for her until she said her 10th book, an offer from a gentleman. I love that, that she shared that because there's other people who's trying to break out and it's you know, very much like work your craft. You're going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like, can you imagine like reading back now? I feel like even her earlier books before, like when she mentioned uh, how to marry a marquee, I'm like, but what about like to catch an heiress? It was so funny, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think probably her backlist after the show comes out is probably going to, yes. she's going to, a lot of people, like just right now with the Binging Bridgerton readathon, like everybody that's in the general chat room is like saying that 
you know, they're buying it, they're renting it, they're ordering it from Amazon, they're ordering it from the indie bookstores. So we're here for it. Let's support this as much as possible. So there was more on it. If you get once again, we could probably spend the entire day speaking about it. But um, that was <laughs> probably what I remembered the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely listen to it. Watch it. It's on her page. The next topic that we want to talk about is this sneak peek that came out today. So if you guys recall, back when we first got the first looks, Nicola tweeted, I don't have the exact verbiage, but I remember her saying like, Christmas starts promptly on November 1st, something around there, which is like, it's such a big tease. And in the fandom, it was like kind of going back and forth. It was just kind of like, but Netflix doesn't release anything on Sundays. And me, I don't watch anything. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't know. She said November 1st. Like, so <laughs> I, I have no idea. But And everyone was like, no, like, nothing comes out on the weekend. Everything is always on Mondays or Tuesdays. And I was like... Y'all know best, yeah. you know. I, but I guess what? <laughs> but I didn't. No, there was. I mean, oh, we like, still didn't get a show. Yeah, they're like they don't. Netflix doesn't release trailers. Yeah. on the weekends, they don't release anything on the weekends. They were saying, and then Bridgerton and the word Christmas started trending on Twitter. So Nicola was like, "Who's talking about Bridgerton?" You know, <laughs> and then out of nowhere, because it's been kind of silent, right? Because we got the first looks, and then we got for the next couple days. Tons of articles. Then we got the Shonda Rhimes uh, piece inside of the Hollywood Reporter, and then it's it was kind of like eerily quiet across the board. All yeah. the actors, actors, producers, everybody involved in the project, and then all of a sudden, I want to say about two to three days ago, so right before the weekend hit, is when everything started popping up again. Yeah. Yes. So. They kind of have a tell, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) you know something is happening. So, Tony and I stayed up last night, and we were just like, (laughs) we're like, we're the last time zone to turn to midnight, so maybe it's going to happen. So we just kept, like, trying to go onto Netflix to see if anything would pop up. So when it was 6 p.m. our time, which was midnight East Coast time, it was nothing. But then 9 p.m. our time, which is midnight West Coast time, when you go onto the Bridgerton page, it looks like it wants to open a video. And we were like, oh shit, something <laughs> is freaking coming. And then this morning, when we woke up super early to see if anything was there, it took even longer to load the Bridgerton thing on Netflix. It was like a video wanted to pop out. Like, instead of like just like the really quick one second play thing, and then it says no preview, this time it was about a 20 second delay before the actual no preview screen showed up. So we knew something was coming. Before that, all over Twitter, the fandom was like, Are we getting a trailer? Are we getting a trailer? Are we getting a trailer? And then people were tweeting Chris Van Dusen and was like, Can you let us know? Are we cold? Are we warm? Are we hot? Like, when it comes to regards of when the trailer is coming. And he tweeted back, Scorching. So we <laughs> knew it was freaking coming, right? And he was responding to people's tweets all day yesterday, mm-hmm. the 31st. Unfortunately, we didn't get a trailer today, but we got something 
so beautiful, so magnificent. Shout out to the Asian woman in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she's Asian. I love it. Right. Um, in a loud color, too. I love think she it. was like a purple. The purple right? one. Yeah. To me, like, because purple is royalty. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I went straight for that color. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. why does she look yeah, kind of familiar? I, yeah. yeah, I get like drawn to her. Yes. I love it. And then the most telling sign of all was Julia Quinn yesterday on her feed she was like hey yo I got this many followers but only this many followers is following Bridgerton Netflix oh yeah what are y'all doing if you're not <laughs> following Bridgerton Netflix you're missing out so you could tell a big announcement was about to happen and then all of the the group chats that we were in were like let's get them to 70,000 <laughs> so last night it was It was like 60 something, but now it's at 70 because they were like, let's do this. And let me tell you, there is no mightier force than Brazilian fans, period. In any fandom, period. So they said it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And they did in less than 24 hours. So we knew something was coming. So much fun. I know. They're they're such teases. I know. And I love it. But the sneak peek. Yes. Oh, gosh. So good. So, before we go into the preview, did you see that lovely, lovely pocketbook that Julia Quinn showed Eloisa? Yeah, so she mentioned it in Tessa Dare's um, live, and I've seen it, like, on social media, but I didn't realize how small it was until she held it up compared to her hand. Yeah! (laughs) It's so cute! It does fit in a pocket! I want one, and it has that little marker ribbon thing, and it's hardcover. It's so cute. Aww. We need some to be sent over to us, even if I don't understand. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, the story is the same, so if we're confused, we can always, um... (laughs) Compare regular books, yeah. You can always compare it. So. And then learn a different language at the same time, probably. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so right about, I want to say, 5 o'clock our time, y'all had daylight savings. We don't have that. So there's a little bit of a switch, <laughs> and now I'm, like, confused. Sorry. 10 a.m. East Coast and 7 a.m. West Coast time. We got what we thought was going to be a trailer, but instead we got a special delivery mm-hmm. of a teaser. It's just a tip, as they say. <laughs> Indeed it is. And, and it, it shows um, a, a newspaper boy running and passing out Lady Whistledown Society papers. So it said a special delivery awaits. And yeah... Oh, I got chicken skin. Oh, special delivery as in a full trailer, not just legs and the building uh, and two ladies. <laughs> and I love the music already. Yes. I love it already. I can't That's wait. That's what got me. Okay, first of all, if I don't get a terrible Smythe Smith uh, musical, <laughs> I'm going on strike. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm excited for the music. Just everything that we love we've already seen right the food the music the costumes the looks everything is super amazing but did you see that meme where it where it's like a blurry ass screenshot of the whistle down papers paper on the porch and then there's this lady she's like hella squinting (laughs) and she's like the fandom trying to figure out what What the paper says (laughs) 
And I was like, oh, so true. Because that's what I did. I like screenshot and like zoomed and like I can't see shit as it is. So the only thing that I got out of that was Lady Whistledown Society Papers, April 6, 1813. And then on the on the side column where there's like a, a little bit bigger, I saw it says Governor Square all the way to the right side. And it has the same date as well, too, which to me is very interesting because of two things. First, the Duke and I, after the prologue, starts on April 26, 1813, where Violet is reading Lady Whistledown. Yeah. So I think that that is the first day ever that Lady Whistledown came out. out. Yeah, because remember, everyone got it for free. Yes. Until everybody, all the butlers were waiting for this newspaper boy to come deliver. And he is like, give me money. (laughs) Where's my money? (laughs) So I loved it because it's what every company modern day does, right? Free sample, two weeks. Free trial, one one week, one month. And then we're going to charge your ass and you can't let it go because A, you might not want to or B, you forgot about us (laughs) and you will forever be charged by us. Yeah, so hype everything up and then when everybody loves you, you start charging them. (laughs) Charge them. I love that. So, I'm thinking it's the very, very first day that everybody discovers Lady Whistledown. And oh. everybody is getting it for free, handing it out like a flyer, dropping on every porch possible. And that was the beginning of Lady Whistledown. Yeah. Oh, I, no words. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. So, the other thing that I would like to point out is. April 6th actually has a very significant day in the Bridgerton Mm storyline. But it didn't happen in 1813. It happened in 1812. So for those of you that are trying to figure it out, I did the homework for you. (laughs) April 6th, 1812 was two days before Penelope's 16th birthday and the day she fell in love. Oh, (gasps) I'll leave it at that. I don't want to spoil anything else. Go read the books. <laughs> Go read the I books. mean, the readathon is coming um, November 9th. We're going to start talking about Duke and I on Binging Bridgerton. The chat room will officially open. And we're going to start talking about everything on there. But April 6th holds a very significant day in the book because it's the day our Nicola falls in love. With whom? With what? She was so young. Y'all have to find out. We'll see where the story goes. But April 6, 1812 was a big day. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we know that Julia Quinn mentioned on her interview with Romance at a Glance that she gave all creative freedom to Shondaland. So I'm just going to read a passage from the Duke and I. And if maybe they did take some, some... you know, creative liberties with it, but this is the passage about Lady Whistledown. Violet crossed her arms. I should like to put her out of business once and for all. If you wish to put her out of business, Daphne could not resist pointing out, you shouldn't support her by buying her newspaper. (laughs) And what good would that do? Violet demanded. Everyone else is reading it. 
My puny little embargo would do nothing except make me look ignorant when everyone else is chuckling over her latest gossip. That much was true, Daphne silently agreed. Fashionable London was positively addicted to Lady Whistledown Society papers. The mysterious newspaper had arrived on the doorstep of every member of the ton three months earlier. For two weeks, it was delivered unbidden every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And then, on the third Monday, butlers across London waited in vain for the pack of paper boys who normally delivered Whistledown, only to discover that instead of free delivery, they were selling the gossip sheet for the outrageous price of five pennies a paper. Somebody's banking. Seriously. <laughs> so if we if we look at that timeline alone, the 26th is when the book opens, and if we look at, let's say... Yeah, it's about, it's about what, 20 days? Mm-hmm. So yeah, roughly a little over two weeks, and it's just like, hey, where's, where's my free? Where's my, where's, pay, where's my free paper? So we're super excited. Hopefully that's what it is. We'll find out more, obviously. Those of you who have read the series know exactly what we're referring to when we said April 6th, Penelope fell in love. And, and where. And where and what and Just how. Just the whole cute. The whole entire <laughs> thing. And yeah, so we're really excited. The trailer comes out tomorrow. We're really sad we couldn't squeeze it into today's episode. We waited as long as we could. <laughs> but we're going to try to be on time with one thing in our lives. <laughs> and this is going to be it. So... I hope you guys are excited. I know all of us Peter Pants a little bit today. Even uh, Nicola had ended up tweeting like nothing comes out on the weekends, but this week is going to be a big week. And I, I thought it was satisfying, actually. I, same, right? same. Because you can't have a trailer without the teaser trailer. Yes. That's with everything that's big right yeah. now. Even if it was just a tip. Yeah. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> But I'll take it. I'll take anything right now. Like I like I mentioned, whatever small-ass cookie crumbs that they give me, whatever, no matter how salty, sweet, <laughs> old, new, whatever, I'll take all the crumbs until I can piece it together till a big-ass cookie forms on Christmas Day. I will take it all. And the fact that all the actors, all the producers, Shondaland, Shondaland TV, Netflix, everybody is posting about it. Tomorrow's going to be a big day. Yeah. I hope we're ready. Stay up, folks. <laughs> I know. We should just, like, like wait till 6 p.m. tonight <laughs> to see what will happen. But I think it's going to probably announce around the same time because the first looks came out about 5 a.m. last time as well, too. Oh, nice. 5 a.m. our time. Okay. It's probably timed. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. For Set sure. Set your alarms, folks. <laughs> so that will be 10 a.m. East Coast time, 7 a.m. West Coast time. So when most of us wake up, we'll have a little something-something. Yeah. We just have to stay up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At least we get a present. Yes. We can look forward to that. Yes. So that's it for us today at Tina at number five. We will be right back. <laughs> we love you guys. Thank so, you. So, so much. Follow us anywhere. It's Bridgerton2000. Email us, Bridgerton2000 at gmail.com. We love you guys. And... We'll talk to you guys next week about the trailer. Take care. Stay safe. Bye. Bye.